0: verses 29 to 33, and this can be found on page 358 in the Church Bibles. In the 38th year of Asa, king of Judah, Ahab, son of Omri, became king of Israel, and he reigned in Samaria over Israel for 22 years. Ahab, son of Omri, did more evil in the eyes of the Lord than any of those before him. He not only considered it trivial to commit the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, but he also married Jezebel, daughter of Etbal, king of the Sidonians, and began to serve Baal and worship him. He set up an altar for Baal in the temple of Baal that he built in Samaria. Ahab also made an Esherapol pole and did more to provoke the Lord, the God of Israel, to anger than did all the kings of Israel before him. The second reading is taken from Revelation, chapter 2, verses 18 to 29, and this is on page 1235 of the Church Bibles. <laughs> to the angel of the church in Thyatira write, These are the words of the Son of God. to you who do not hold to her teaching and have not learned Satan's so-called deep secrets, I will not impose any other burden on you. Only hold on to what you have until I come. To him who overcomes and does my will to the end, I will give authority over the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He will dash them to pieces like pottery. Just as I have received authority from my father, I will also give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Heavenly Father, we pray that we would indeed hear what your Spirit is saying to the churches and to us today. For Jesus' sake. Amen. Well, one of my favorite movies of all time is uh, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. It's a Western, Uh, it was made nearly 50 years ago, and uh, the star of the film is Clint Eastwood. I remember the first time I watched it, coming out of the cinema and walking down the street like Clint, until a friend pointed it out to me and I felt a complete idiot. But uh, Clint was very clearly good. Um, And uh, it was also very clear who was bad. That's a guy called Angel Eyes. He was a very nasty piece of work. And the ugly uh, was a character called Tuco, who was. The good, the bad, and the ugly um, is usually on most lists of top ten films of all time. And what it does is draw a very clear distinction between right and wrong. And you'll be glad to know, right prevails. The goodies are good. That's Clint. Clint. The is are bad, that's pretty much everyone else. And against all the odds, Clint emerges victorious. The distinction between right and wrong is very clear, and that's why we love that kind of genre. The trouble is real life is not really like that, is it? Individuals are not wholly good or unadulteratedly bad. We're a mixture of the two. Organizations are not altogether good or altogether bad. Political parties, churches, you and me, we're all a bit of a mixture. There's never going to be such a thing as the perfect Christian in this world. As Ben was reminding us from Romans 7, Paul says, What I want to do, I do not do. And what I hate, that's what I do. All Christians are a mix of good bad and ugly. And of course, there's no such thing as a perfect church. I'm sure you've heard that advice. If you're moving out of London, looking for a church, the advice goes like this. If you're looking for the perfect church and find it, please don't join it, because you'll only spoil it. And of course, you won't find the perfect church either. All churches are a mix of good and bad and ugly and the church at Thyatira was no exception. Now we're working our way through the letters to the seven churches in in Revelation and just to refresh your memory Thyatira is in the middle of uh, modern day Turkey and uh, we've looked already at the letters to uh, Ephesus, Smyrna and Pergamum and uh, it's as if Jesus is kind of has, has this kind of circle of churches in his mind as we we now look at the the church at Thyatira, page 1235, if you'd like to follow where we're going. But just before we look at this particular letter, it's worth just reminding ourselves that the book of Revelation is not just written to individual churches, and it's not just written to the church in the first century either. It's written for every church in every generation. Each of these letters ends the same way as as verse 29 says. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches, churches plural. Now, of course, here in 21st century London, we're in a very different setting. We face all sorts of different circumstances. But the Holy Spirit gives us all this message because we actually face many of the same issues and he gives us the very same tools to 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 deal with them. Now Thyatira was a prosperous commercial town. It was known for its trade guilds, rather like a modern day livery company. So they had guilds for bakers, bronze workers, cobblers, potters, and dyers. Interestingly, The first time we read about Thyatira in the New Testament is actually in Acts chapter 16. The very first convert in Europe is a woman called Lydia, and she's at Philippi when Paul goes to Philippi. And Lydia was a dealer in purple cloth from Thyatira. She probably belonged to one of these livery companies, trade guilds. And Thyatira was a city of many religions, as you could see on the map. It's kind of uh, people will pass through on their way from Europe to Asia. And uh, there was a clear move towards syncretism, that is trying to merge all religions into one. In an attempt to create civic harmony and indeed to prevent extremism. That was one of the great ideas of the Roman Empire. That's why they wanted everyone to bow down to the emperor. It's very easy to see parallels with 21st century London there. Now there was a lot going on at this church, some good, some bad, and some ugly. And let's start by looking with the good. This is how Jesus starts. And I love the way Jesus starts almost all these letters on a very positive note, picking up on the good things that are going on in these churches. And here at Thyatira, chapter 2, verse 19, Jesus says, I know your deeds, your love and faith, your service and perseverance, and that you're now doing more than you did at first. Now this, doesn't it sound like a, a super church? Wouldn't you love to be part of this church with its five wonderful hallmarks? First, love. Love for God, which is no doubt seen in love for his people. Because as John says, whoever loves God must love his brother and sister. And faith. Faith will be seen in the trust people place in God, perhaps especially in difficult times. Never once did we ever walk alone. God is faithful. Faith will be seen in their reliance on God to meet all their needs spiritual, material, financial, and so on. Faith will be seen in their confidence as they meet together to pray. The third mark is service. This was a church where people were just tripping over one another to help each other out, giving freely. Their time, talents, money, energy, possessions, and so on. And then fourthly, perseverance. One of the great marks of the Christian and of the Christian church is that it keeps going in times of trouble. And it's heartbreaking when you hear someone, somebody sent me an email just this morning saying, I'm going through a bit of a crisis of faith because so many bad things are happening in the world. I'm wondering if God is there. And I'm wanting to say, Per- persevere don 't give up. this is the very moment to hang on, and indeed, per- in, uh, perseverance is inspired by the hope of heaven, as Paul says to the Thessalonians. Endurance is inspired by hope, and the fifth hallmark is that of growth. he says, verse nineteen you are doing now now doing more than you did at first, so Everything is growing. All these lovely qualities. The more they love, the more they want to love one another as they get closer together. And it's one of the things I love about this church. It's it's lovely to see people coming in who are new, being welcomed in, and quickly being made to feel part of the family. Somebody said this morning, this church really feels like a family when I'm away from my human family. Uh, it's lovely to see faith growing. It it warms my heart to to see a growing number of people coming to uh, the All Together Tuesday prayer meeting. It's hard work coming on a a Tuesday evening after a hard day at work. And it would be so much easier to put your feet up at home. And and yet people are committed to praying because they have faith. They believe that prayer changes things. And it's lovely to see a growing number of people coming to that. It's lovely to see people eager to serve. We had a great example on Wednesday night where the food for the Alpha course um, didn't turn up. And the the wonderful home group who've been helping with the the Alpha course this term rallied to and within just over half an hour had knocked together a spag bowl for about 20. And leftovers for Sam and James as well. Uh, They just can't help but serve. It's It's a lovely thing to see going the extra mile for one another. And perseverance, the more we persevere, the less we'll focus on the transience of this life, and the more we'll focus on heaven. This life with its joys, yes, sorrows and struggles as well, but heaven with its unalloyed joys, undiluted joys. And the more we grow in all these things, all these great hallmarks of the church, the more we'll want to grow. I love being part of this church. I love seeing these hallmarks here at work amongst us. And Tharatara was just that kind of church. You walk into it and you immediately feel, hey, this is great. I'm really glad I'm here. Someone says, great to meet you. Let me introduce you to my friends. Would you like to come back to uh, have supper with me after church? Why don't we go off for a drink? Would you like to join our home group? We're so glad you're here. It was that kind of church, caring, sacrificial, loving. That was the good part. Now, if you look at uh, this letter, you'll notice that we've only got to the end of verse 19, and there's quite a long and rather tricky paragraph to come. It would be very nice if the letter could stop there. But it wasn't all good. And so we're going to look at the bad and the ugly. It's rather like a kind of of end-of-term report. If you've ever written a report, you know, you always try and say something positive. Uh, He's turned up to all the lessons this term. However, (laughs) it's a little bit like that. And Thyatira's strength also proved to be its weakness. The church's love could be undiscerning and blindly affirming. And the big problem at Thyatira was tolerance. Look at verse 20. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess. But her teaching, by her teaching, she misleads my servants. Into sexual immorality and the eating of food sacrificed to idols. I've given her time to repent of her immorality, but she is unwilling. The church tolerated false teaching and immoral behavior, two things which God can't stand. And Christians can't be tolerant of things that God can't stand. Sure, we can respect other people's different opinions. We can try to understand where they're coming from. But we cannot give unconditional affirmation to every belief or every behavior.